Hi, I'm William Stewart. Welcome back to our podcast on the major themes of Scripture. So great to have you. This is an important study that uh, brings together the uh, verses from all across the Bible. All the Bible is the Word of God to look at the themes of Scripture, what God considers important. And it's a it's a foundational study of understanding Scripture, understanding our God and salvation and manner of life as Christians, as is verse by verse study uh, of the Scripture. <clears throat> we have a lot of uh, content regarding verse by verse studies, videos, and ebooks on the Teleos website. Uh, Teleos T E L E I O S. <clears throat> the link is on the website for this podcast, and if you're watching the video on the bottom of this um, video uh, and uh, it this there's a lot there to help you if you visit the website and uh, to help you on your way and really knowing scripture but i'm glad you're here today uh, again please read our disclaimer on the website note that um, i'm not a real theologian i'm trained in the scriptures over years and years and uh, i'm bringing this to you as a basic course it's all inclusive so by the end, you feel confident, you know the major themes of Scripture about salvation or security of salvation, the Holy Spirit, Christ, and the Christian walk. Uh, we This is a biblical theology. <clears throat> so we're taking the information that I'm giving you uh, is from Scripture, not from theologians per se. There are a lot of <clears throat> good theologians out there for you to read. Uh, such as Calvin and Charles Ryrie, uh, uh, Lewis, Ferry Schaefer, Lewis Ferry Schaefer, uh founder of Dallas Theological Seminary, all there to uh, help you understand from very fine theologians the meaning of Scripture. Ultimately, of course, we want you to be an independent Bible expert. I don't want you to be me. I want you to know Scripture and prayerfully consider it uh, yourself to find out uh, and determine what it means. Now, again, if you don't really know how to interpret Scripture, there's content on the Teleos website, uh, Bible study methods to help you do that as well. If you have questions, please ask, write, comments. I'd love to hear from you. We complete today a major section of this theology on the Holy Spirit. This is, if not controversial, vital. Uh, the Holy Spirit generally is not taught on a lot in churches. I think because of it, it's controversy, yet it's so vital in our Christian life. So uh, we've spent a number of episodes on it. Uh, we divided the action of the Holy Spirit into three basic areas. One, what the Holy Spirit does for us, regardless of our obedience. Number two, what the Holy Spirit does for us when we're obedient. And then today, we're going to talk about our responsibilities to the Holy Spirit. And, and there's four main points here. So first off, we are to walk in the Holy Spirit from Galatians 5, uh, 16. <clears throat> the word there is peripateo, to walk around in, in the original Greek. Later, interestingly, after it talks about the fruits of the Spirit, it then says we walk in the Holy Spirit again at the last of Galatians 5 using the word stoicheo, walk in order of the Spirit. 
It's not just walking, but walking in order, implying that the mature person who has those fruits are is lockstep with the spirit. So that that's our general manner of life is our walking with the spirit. But we're to do that zealously from Romans 12, 11. It's an active participation. It's an active intent on our part uh, towards the spirit to be obedient <clears throat> to what scripture says uh, and to uh, thus seek the things of the spirit. Uh, we do that by being obedient. It allows the spirit to work. Uh, the other part of that, which is in contrast to being zealous by the spirit, a verse we've mentioned before is that we initiate putting to death the deeds of the flesh, otherwise obedience, and the spirit helps us do that. Romans 8.13. Okay, so we've talked about three important responsibilities <clears throat> that we have to the spirit. We walk in the spirit. We put to death the deeds of the flesh by the spirit. We're zealous towards the spirit. Here's the big one. Number four, we're mature in the spirit. This comes from Romans, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Ephesians 5.18, using the word filled, filled with the spirit, which had a secondary meaning. A lot of, so much of the uh, Greek words in the New Testament have a secondary abstract meaning that meant to be mature or complete. So it says basically, don't be drunk. Oh, and that's dissipation. But we are to be uh, mature or filled in the spirit. So it's contrasting uh, being mature in the spirit with alcohol. What's alcohol do to the brain? Well, it literally, chemically takes control of our brain. So it makes us act in ways that we just don't have a way to, to say no to. And so the mature person in the spirit has been the implication here changed by the spirit uh, through our regeneration and through our maturity. And we will act in certain ways because we were a new person. How do we get there? And, and this is the key question. How do we get from a person who is a young believer to being mature in the spirit? Well, if you look up words in the New Testament related to filled and particularly the word amazingly teleos, meaning mature or perfect, it links growing maturity with God's word and with the spirit, such in Galatians 3.3, Colossians 1.28, um, Ephesians 6.17, uh, uh, 2 Timothy 3.16 and 17. So these, it shows the importance then that the spirit works in our life <clears throat> using God's word to make us that mature person, somebody who has the fruits of the Spirit, uh, as a good example, in Galatians 5, 22 and 23, and Ephesians 5, 9. <clears throat> I think another good link passage, and we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, uh, is the Armor of God verse. So for those of you who looked at that uh, podcast or listened to it, uh, remember for the Greek hoplite soldier, there are six pieces of armor to put on, and they're all linked uh, to a spiritual quality in Ephesians 6, 13 through 17. This is how we put on the power of God 
from uh, verses 10 and 11. Just prior to the armor of God verse. So remember, it, there's the belt of truth. There's the breastplate of righteousness. There's the helmet of salvation. There's the shield of faith. There's a sword of the spirit. And interestingly, that um, all of these attributes are linked in other verses uh, to the Holy Spirit. So it's the Holy Spirit that builds these attributes in us and, and through this and through God's word especially builds in us the fruits of the spirit, which is synonymous really of being mature. So, <clears throat> wow, God's given us great promises. He's given us great provision through God's word and his spirit to become mature in him. And the advantages there are to live a wise life. Uh, Hebrews 5 uh, at the end of the chapter, it's not only the mature person teaches, but he knows or she knows the differences between right and wrong. You keep yourself out of trouble getting married the wrong person, getting involved in business with the wrong person. People will hurt you, and, and, and these are relationships they are very hard with, with which to extract without a lot of monetary and emotional damage uh, will, will help you provide create good relationships and healthy relationships and treat people well and, and create a business and create ministry and help people doing good things and the right things with an attitude of joy and peace. Wow, God's given us so much. Okay, thanks for joining me today. That concludes uh, what we've talked about in the Holy Spirit. I, I think we go to the hypostatic union next time. Fascinating topic. Thank you for joining me. I hope these podcasts are helpful and uh, I look forward to seeing you next time. Again, if you have questions, comments, please feel to leave them on the website. And uh, until next time, we will uh, look forward to seeing you then. Bye bye.